Girls with a woo-wop drop If you busy plotting on what I got Kick in your door and swat you thought Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Half price my whip, same price my watch Got no jumbo, but I ball a lot Bitch on your stony, I do it all Candy paint with the white on top Lambo doors are the June 21st, 2019 Shout out to Tucker Cooper for the intro music there. I this, try, I try. Uh, this is Cody Conrad. Uh, we're trying uh, the podcast again. Uh, this is C-Squared Sports. Uh, today we are going to talk about uh, the NBA draft, where our boys landed. Um, we're going to talk about some football expectations for the upcoming season. And we have a few questions from people on Twitter. So we'll go ahead and get started with uh, the NBA draft. just happened last night. Uh Grant was the first uh, first rounder taken since Tobias, two thousand eleven. Um, how do you feel about him uh, ending up with Boston, a hated uh, sports town? Well, first things first, C squared. We back. We're gonna be more consistent with our posts this time. We're ready to actually take this thing by the horns. Try to show everybody we know what we're talking about a little bit. But I think with the first. With the first first rounder since Tobias, going to the Celtics isn't where I really wanted Grant to go, but I think it might be a good fit for him. A lot of young pieces. He's definitely going to get his shot. They said Brad Stevens liked his mentality. So hopefully Grant can uh, do something worth watching because I really just don't like the city of Boston. I don't really like the people up there. Um, But I guess I'll give it a shot to be a Celtics fan just because of the love of Grant Williams alone. Yeah, I like the spot where Grant landed. Um, I saw uh, where he was originally uh, in the the last mock draft I saw heading into the draft, he was supposed to go to the Sixers, um, I think, which would have been probably a better fit for him playing alongside Embiid and and, uh, Jimmy Butler and Tobias. Shout out VFL Tobias Harris. (laughs) Um, But no, I think at least he got into a winning organization. Oh, a somewhat winning organization over the past a few seasons. I mean, obviously, they're a 17-time champion, but I think it's a good fit for him right now. He's not going to go to a team that sucks, first of all. Better than going to the Knicks, which is just or, basically, what, career suicide at this point. Or the, the Hornets, like. Oof. Or the God, Nets. The Hornets which suck. the Nets, borderline playoff team last year. D-loading they, is the real deal. They made the playoffs, yeah. They made, I was going to say, they, I think they made the playoffs. They, they didn't do too much when they got there, but D-loading is proven, he's proven to be the real deal. But last night was the first time I think a lot of ball fans would say that they actually cared about the NBA draft in a long time. No doubt. Uh, we had the fifth most picks uh, in the draft, uh, fifth school. Fifth, we had, the, we were the school with the fifth most picks. There, there we, we go. go, there I'll we go. It we it got it out. We got it out. It was, uh, um, what, Duke? North Carolina, Obviously. Virginia, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Yep. Yeah, the five teams with three first round or no, was it three, three draft picks. picks. The you know the three big boys: Duke, North Carolina. That's big Kentucky, for the national champions, and then your Tennessee Volunteers. That might help in recruiting too. Up the top five show recruits coming in that you know we might be the real deal. Tennessee might be a basketball school. Well, we better be a basketball school. Rick Barnes making. Backed oh. up the Brinks truck to, to pay see. Rick Barnes to 
Yeah, we're losing the Sweet 16 again. Well, you sure as hell ain't a football school, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, That's I, a train wreck. Yeah, did you see where the the basketball team and the baseball team have had more draft picks in the this last year? five years. In the last five yeah. years of Tennessee football. That's not a stat that any of you uh, big-time Vol football guys love to hear. Yeah, the Vol football sheep. Gosh, man, those guys are that my carry least. the wire for the football program. Those Could are, not be me. Those are my least favorite guys on Twitter. I'm gonna be honest. I love all of all Twitter. I mean, not trying to hate on anybody's game, but all of you just die hard. It has to be football. All of you people who voted, oh, we'd rather have national championships in football than have anything in basketball. You guys can just no, go no, somewhere. don't don't get me wrong. I want to win at football. I mean, football is king here. I mean, no um, doubt. With a yeah. fan base, it always will be, no matter if you're winning in baseball, basketball, women's basketball, or, or whatever the sport may be. Football will always be king. And uh, football sells tickets. Football makes the program money. Right. Makes the university money. Makes people happy. But the people who are on Twitter are like, oh, I would trade this entire basketball season for uh, six wins in football? Come on. A bowl game? Come on. Get Just out give of me here back the bowl season at this point. Man, this is the first time in let's a long be, let, time. I don't even care about let, football. Let's worry about beating Vanderbilt first. Exactly. I don't even care about the SEC East. I just want to see some progression. Let's just get this team back to just normal. I mean, just like an average university. We're so far below average. People don't even understand. Um, but we'll talk about uh, Schofield uh, goes to the Wizards, originally drafted by the Sixers. Trade to the Wizards, I think that that is also... Uh, pretty solid fit, you know. He'll be alongside John Wall when he gets healthy. Ooh, John uh, Wall, Bradley, Bradley Bill, the and, third man, Scope. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't name one other player in the on the. I think is Dwight Howard Wizards. still there? Is uh, is Otto Porter there still? I don't know. About I, I think Dwight you're Howard. right. I think Otto Porter got a big deal. I don't know if Dwight Howard's still there or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter though, because if you have Otto Porter and Dwight, that's your four and your five. It it looks like Admiral if he can show out. He could be a nice third. I mean, he'd be a nice three. Didn't Good Otto, piece. Didn't Otto Porter get... Max deal, right? Yeah, max deal. Yeah, he got max money. God. Because they had the opportunity to match his deal, I'm pretty sure, uh, a couple years ago, and they did. And Bradley Beal is just praying he gets out of there. They trade John Wall to the Lakers. God, they got a lot of money tied up in Otto Porter. They got a lot of money tied up in John Wall and Otto Porter. And injured John Wall. And, so an, right now, and a below average Otto yeah. Porter isn't what you want to see. Uh-huh. They're taking all Admiral's money. Admiral's gonna, Admiral's gonna take our nation's capital. Oof! Deliver them a basketball title. A lot of people don't know this. Get a statue Big bill Wizards guy right here. Get a statue built up outside the White House. I will have a jersey as soon as they come out, hot off the press. I cannot wait. Give yep. me that district. We pulling it out all day. I cannot wait to see the picture of Admiral shaking our president's hand after they win. Ooh. What about Grant? NBA title? Oh, Grant, Grant will get his too, but just it'll be more special with Admiral because it'll be in our nation's capital for our nation's capital. Jordan Bone, Motor City, Detroit Pistons after the most confusing trade I've ever seen go down. Yeah, I don't Pelicans. even know. I don't even know what happened. I watched the pick. It was the Pelicans and then traded to the Hawks immediately after. And then they, re- they remember they had Trey Young. And they're and like, then, oh, we got to move him. And then I don't know how, but some one way or another, he ended up in Detroit. So he he got that Lob City passer badge. He's gonna be dropping them off. Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin might have something cooking there. 
I'm honestly really excited to see what he can do. I think he might get a good shot to get on a, a roster. I think all three of these guys got a great shot to not get caught up in the G League. I'm really hoping that they can make an impact, at least be a role player, at least give them a reason to put your name on a jersey. Yeah, I think Bone might be the most underrated player, like out of out of our three. Right, out of our three, I think he might be. The who's gonna win? Most... A, who's gonna win a championship first? Who's gonna get their first ring? If it, let's just hypothetically say one of them is gonna win a ring, who's gonna get it first? Yeah, you know, I mean probably Grant. Boston's in the best shape to win one right now. Even if they don't re-sign Kyrie, not I think they're not gonna re-sign they're... Kyrie or Al Horford. Yeah, and I still think that. I still think that they would be in the best position right now to win with Grant, considering that all three stay on their teams right now. I think that Grant is going to take over for Al Horford. I think that might have been a big big reason that the Celtics took him. I mean, if Al Horford's out, you run Marcus Smart. He plays for Celtics still, right? Yeah, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart at the five, Grant at the four. It's a smaller lineup, but those two guys play the center center position really well. Marcus Smart is a guard. I thought he played. Who's the other one then? You got Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, Who plays the five? Mm, it was Horford. Was it? Yeah. I thought Horford was a forward. Uh, I, th- I think he was center. I think he was a center for the Celtics. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Julius Randle. He doesn't play for them. He plays for the Pelicans. No, Did he used to play for them? No, he used to play for the Lakers. All right, I don't think I watch. You're all enough. over the map. I don't watch enough NBA. You're all over it. <laughs> I guess I better get onto it this year. I'll, I'll be locked in this year. I'll, I'll have my uh, starting five lined up. I'm acting like Seth Hughes out here. Yeah, I don't. I don't really keep up with the NBA. Watch playoffs. Um, but now I mean, <laughs> I watch the finals. Yeah, I watch the finals. I barely watch the finals this year. I watch LeBron. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched Kawhi beat the Warriors this year. That was about as much NBA as I watched the entire season. Oh, this doesn't lose any followers, but I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. LeBron, greatest of all time. Don't at me on Twitter. And that's all I have to say about that. Disagree, but we'll move forward to um, football expectations coming up season. Uh, <sighs> I hate how trash are we going to be? Are we going to get to a bowl game? We're going to beat Vanderbilt. Hey, Are we going to win nine ball games? A lot of people think we're going to win nine <laughs> ball games. If you think we're winning nine games... You actually can at me on Twitter because you you might have something wrong with you. I mean, there's, it's there. There's no way. There's no way. You give me a loss to Alabama, you Could give it? me a loss to Georgia, and you give me a loss to Florida. Oh, you think we're good? Who, who, who I, not saying that Florida's that much better than us, it's an automatic loss, but you go ahead, just based off, just because it's Florida, go ahead and mark down the loss to Florida. Who do we play from the who West else? this year? Uh... Play Mississippi State. Okay. Who's losing a lot of talent? Yeah. Uh, I think you lose to South Carolina. At home? I think so. And I think you lose to Missouri with Kelly Bryant. Okay. And I think you lose to Mississippi State. I think you go six and six. I think if you're Jeremy Pruitt and you go six and six, maybe you pull one off against State or Mizzou. Maybe South Carolina at home. I think you go seven and five. We're gonna have to settle with seven and five. You can't be mad at Jeremy Pruitt for that. But year three is gonna have to be the year he finds those two more wins. He's got to get to nine wins in his third year, right? Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get to the Vegas over under has us at seven wins for the the betting odds. Really? <clears throat> over under seven wins. I think. 
Maybe I'm just a hater. No, I mean, you're... You have every right to be. No, I mean, any fan that expects the bare minimum has every right to expect the bare minimum based on how this university has grabbed us by the balls and slung us around the past 20 years. No, oh, the, the past, uh, however long that... When they fired Philip Fuller. Yeah, I don't even... So ever since I've been watching football, ever since my dad's been watching football, this I'm twenty years football old program has and I've never had, had us anything but heartbreak my entire life. I mean, these balls have given me nothing. I mean Except for twenty sixteen. But I mean, you think about the schedules setting up. We're not in the top twenty five toughest schedules this season, which is the first time in since I can even remember that we haven't been in the top ten. So I like to see. We're, not, we're outside the top 25 in toughest schedules. Now let's drop Alabama uh, forever. So let's non-conference you got um, Georgia State, uh, home against BYU. You're, you got home against UAB, and I think you have a home against uh, UTC. I mean, you definitely win in those, right? So, I mean... Do any of those teams scare you at all? No, BYU obviously is the only one that we should be concerned about, but I think that we should beat them by two scores or more. Neyland under the lights. Um, so you should be 4-0 in conference. I'm giving us a win against Vanderbilt this year, breaking the streak. That's five wins. I think you beat Kentucky to get to six. Um, outside of that, you should... Theoretically split between Missouri and South Carolina, mm. giving you seven. And who knows what happens against Florida or Georgia or Mississippi State or, I mean. Alabama. I think we get to win. Yeah. Uh, I think we got to win it by 10 plus. I mean, Bama's on a down year. You know, two has struggled. Yeah, two is. Uh, two is on one leg. Two is down. Two is on one leg. Trevor, in the national championship game. Trevor Lawrence is better than, than Tua. And that's a fact. Kelly Bryant might be better than Tua. Hot take. Prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. That'd be my that market. Sharpie. Kelly Bryant is a better quarterback than Tua. Write it down. Keep it forever. Save it. It's a bold, bold prediction. That's what I like to but, keep um, it. Let's keep it bold here, C Square. No, I mean I think that you uh, should be looking at. Or around eight wins. Like, I think that this schedule, we have the talent to win eight ball games, considering our competition. I mean, I don't think South Carolina's better than you. I don't think Missouri's that much better than you. With Kelly? I, I don't think Mississippi State is probably on the same level as you. Who's their quarterback? I have no idea. I have no clue. Who's their best player? I'm going to look up who... Well, Mississippi State. We could jump into one of our Twitter questions. Okay. Because, let's see, who is this? At Soldier Boys Flow, he tweeted. Oh, John Morant is a Memphis Grizzly. John Morant is a Memphis Grizzly. Shout out to John Morant. John Morant, thank you so much for tweeting into our show, bro. We can't wait to see you in that Grizzlies uniform. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, expectation, he or she, I mean, it could be anybody, Soldier Boy Flows. Expectations for where the 2020 football recruiting class will end up, IEP being ranked. Um, where do we think the 2020 recruiting class is going to end up being ranked? At Conrad Vols. End up being ranked. Um, top 10? 
Well, we got Cooper Mace today. Right, four star center. Yeah. I haven't really been keeping up with recruiting uh, super closely. I mean, we just I usually, got into the 2020 class. Yeah, I, mean, I usually don't keep up with uh, recruiting until about mm, a month before signing day, November. before I really start paying attention to it. Yeah, uh, early, signing early signing period, December. yeah. Um, right now, we are 26, I think, after the commitment from, um, after the commitment from Cooper Mays. Uh, I mean, you still got big names on the board. You got Keyshawn Lawrence, um, who a lot of people think Rakeem that. Rakeem Jarrett. He's committed to LSU. He's on oh, an official visit this yeah. week. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett. Big who, time player. Harrison Bailey's guy right there. Uh, His man. Eric Gilbert, uh, the guy from Georgia. Okay, Marietta. Yeah, keep the ties to Marietta. Reppin'. Uh, I mean, Tank. Tank Bigsby. He could be big. A lot of people think he's going to Georgia, though. I mean, it, it's it's really hard to tell right now. It's June. I heard Keyshawn Lawrence has got three crystal balls in Tennessee. Yeah, that's I a, think that's a big. Get. I think we're getting Keyshawn. Um, if I had to put money down on it, which recruiting is such a wacky thing to follow anyway. Number two player in the state, number three at his position in the country. I mean that that's nice. We could really use a guy like him. Uh, beat yeah, he beef up the secondary. So you thinking top five, top ten, top fifteen? Where are you going? Um, I'll say that. Let's go. Let's get your take. I'll say that Pruitt gets gets it right at right on the top ten. So ten, ten from okay. from nine to twelve probably is where I'm gonna go. This class will end up. I'm gonna say Pruitt lands a top seven recruiting class. I think he's gonna go number seven between somewhere between seven to nine, seven to ten. I think I'm gonna go with seven though as as a as a hard answer if I had to put an exact one, I'll go Pruitt top seven. Uh, he also tweeted in and who would you guess would be our next commit? That is an insanely hard question to answer. I literally have no idea. Um, I've heard a lot about the uh, Keyshawn Lawrence guy. Um, if I had to, I guess throw it out there, I'd say he might be the next commit for the 2020 class. Um, in-state guy. He likes it a lot. Maybe T. Hodge. Um, he could be a big get. Shout out to the Maryville Rebels. Let's go. Keep it local. Um, I'm not really sure on that one. Um, you got anything for who's the next? Who's our next commit? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I haven't really been keeping up with recruiting too closely to know who is that close to committing. Um, but like you said, Keyshawn Lawrence, I think that uh, he would be the next closest to committing. Um, if, I mean, if I had if I had to just put money, in, I would probably say Keyshawn Lawrence as well. Um, I I don't know. Unless something crazy I, yeah. happens with maybe like I mean, a, a Rakeem Jarrett, he flips while he's at Tennessee, he commits. But I mean, that's... But, I mean, there's probably it'll, a three star athlete that we're about to get commit that I have never not heard even showing of. up on rivals or go balls or twenty four seven yet. Just knowing how this recruiting cycle has gone, it would probably be a three star athlete from Alabama or Georgia or somewhere that no one's really paid any attention to. Was a good question though. Appreciate the questions. Like like we said, we'll put um a, we'll make sure we link our uh, Twitter. Uh, we just started one up for the page just by itself. It's neither of our socials. Um, we will link our own Twitter handle at the end, and then we'll link the one to just the podcast if you want to follow that. Um, we'll definitely tweet out right before we're about to record. It's definitely send your questions. Solid question by John Morant as a Memphis Grizzly. Appreciate the support. 
Um, we got a couple of basketball questions. You just want to go ahead and jump into those? Oh yeah, let's talk about basketball. All right, so we'll go. Um, we'll go with at Admiral VFL. Uh, tweets in would love a breakdown on the four and five position for this basketball team next year, and how do you see it playing out? Okay, yeah, I like this question. Good um, question. Great question. So. Obviously, we're trying to get Kelly, uh, Kerry Blackshear. I always want to call him Kelly. Um, don't or know Kevin. why. Ke- I prefer Kevin. Kerry Blackshear, uh, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we're if we get him, and I is the the Plazovic guy, uh, the Serbian stallion. Is he? Uh, is he gonna get his waiver? Is he? It's looking like he's gonna get his waiver. Because I, I I know Bailey Victor Bailey isn't gonna get no his way. waiver. No way he um, gets a waiver. But I th- think Plazovic might get one. Uh, That's huge if you can get a seven-footer. So it, I would say that the lineup would probably be Plazovic at the five, uh, Blackshear at the four. Assuming we do get Blackshear. Uh, yeah, this is assuming that we do get Blackshear um, at the four. And then you'll probably have um, Burns coming in off the bench. Right. And... Who are our other big man? I know Walker. Zach Kent. It's in Nebraska. Zach Kent. John we Fulkerson. Have no. Oh God! How did I forget Fulkerson? Yeah, Fulkerson will be. Probably. Uh, you think he'll be the sixth man? I I think that, if we do get Kerry Blackshear, I think your starting five is gonna be, Blackshear, at the four, and then Fulkerson at the five. And then Plazovic coming off of the bench, just because I'm not sure how how good he's going to be in this system yet. Um, but it's kind of like the Eve Ponce thing where, you know, he was a starter at the beginning of the year, but kind of shifted to like the seventh or eighth man on the bench. I think Barnes is a big guy. Plug him in and see what happens kind of thing. I don't think we'll know an official lineup till about seven or eight games into the season. Yeah. I think Fulkerson I finds a way to start. If Blackshear doesn't come, Fulkerson's definitely a starter. And I think it's Folk and DJ Burns with Plazovic whatever his name is, coming off of the bench anyway. I don't think he's a starter in any situation. Even though he is a big, he's big, he's athletic, I just don't know if he gets in the starting lineup because he just hasn't been here long enough. How did I forget Fulkerson? I have no idea. That's that's you. Half his jersey. You are John Fulkerson. I'm his second biggest fan behind the Smokey Vol. Now, Now, our biggest supporter at the Smokey Vol Give him a follow on Twitter. Great account. Shout out to the Smokey Vol. Shout out to the Smokey Vol. He is one of the OGs. He tweets in, Thoughts on how big of, on how big of an impact Kerry Blackshear will be to next year's team in terms of full team potential? Um, Solid question. Great question. I mean, the Smokey Vol, there could not have been a better question. The, the greatest Twitter mind... In all of all Twitter. Well, second behind the, behind our fallen soldier, at the popcorn sutton. At popcorn sutton, rest in peace. Popcorn sutton, please come back. Twitter needs um, it. Yeah, this is a a good question, uh, and without uh, Blackshear, I think we're probably still a tournament team. Bubble friend tournament team, in my opinion. Um, I I think we're still, I think we're hovering around. Seven seed from anywhere from a five to a seven without Blackshear. But I think with Blackshear, we can kind of pick up right where we left off. Um, 
last year, considering that. Four seed or better? Considering that Blackshear, yeah, four seed, three seed possibly. Considering number one, Blackshear stays healthy. And number two, he can put up the kind of numbers that he did at Virginia Tech, which he was averaging like 14 and 7 at Virginia Tech uh, last season, while Grant was averaging 15 and 8. So, you know, one less point, one less rebound and, per and game. And some would argue a better conference versus the Dukes, the North Carolinas, all those guys that went in the first round. Um, and he had a monster game against Duke in the tournament, I think it was. I yeah. don't remember his stats, but he had a huge game against Duke. If he can uh, give those kind of numbers, we can kind of can replace Grant numbers-wise. Um, can Kerry Blackshear be the Trey Young the Zion Williamson of of ESPN of Sports Center, can he be their beloved this year? I certainly hope not. I mean, uh, is it? But I guess they really can't do that with Tennessee guy, can they? Uh, ESPN hates they hate the King, University of Tennessee. King Josiah James Ooh. alongside, uh, and then obviously you're gonna have Bowden and Turner, and Plazovich probably won't have Bailey Fulkerson. I think uh, Pons. If you get Kerry Blackshear. I think it's a three-seater better. Yeah. Black, I think, as, as long as Josiah James is what all those Kentucky guards are, as long as he's what the Kobe Whites of North Carolina, as long as he's the R.J. Barrett of Duke, if he turns out to be one of these big-time McDonald's All-American, five-star, one-and-done guys, him and Kerry Blackshear, I mean, that's that's amazing. That's a dynamic duo. I mean, that's that's great. And Admiral... Almost might be they might be better than Grant and Admiral were. Oh, they're, too soon. They're the, the better size. I mean, they play the position better. I mean, as long as Lamonte and Bowden don't get super streaky like they were last year, this team might be better than last year's team with Kerry Blackshear. It's too soon to start calling. I know Vol Twitter's gonna come from my head. Vol basketball is coming for me, but all I'm saying is DJ Burns, PB and J, John Fulkerson, Kerry Blackshear. Josiah James, Lamonte, King Josiah Bowden. James. Oh, that's a nasty lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I, with Rick making a hundred and two million dollars a year now to coach this team. I think that million a year. <laughs> I think that um, you know, I I think that Blackshear could lift us from a just a first round tournament team. Round of 32 team to probably a Sweet 16 team. I mean, I'm talking the Elite Eight. I'm talking depend, Final Four carry Depending on where we get in the tournament, obviously we have no idea where we would be in the tournament. I think I'm we so, could be I'm uh, so excited for Elite the basketball eight. season. Oh, my gosh. I, I think he left us from a first-round tournament team to a basement, like bottom-line Sweet 16 team. Man, if In we get opinion. carry, if we don't get carry Blackshear, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'm just gonna. Be and I think destroyed. regular season wise, he takes us from. Um, he takes I, us from a, like just like a I, middle of the pack SEC team. I think without him, we're twenty three and eight, probably regular season wise, and with him, we could be like twenty six and five, twenty five and six. I think he, I think he makes a big enough impact for us to win. A couple extra games in the regular season. I think without him, we don't win more than 21 games. I I just don't see it. I don't know where you're finding the the depth on this roster. Unless unless Eve Pond takes a big step, I just don't know where the bench is at. I mean, there's not much. Jalen Johnson. The bench was our weakness last 
last year too. I mean, we won twenty eight and three. You need depth. Twenty eight games in the regular season without really a bench. At times, we were running pretty much a seven man rotation, and you know you had six men, and then you had a drop off to Fulke, and then you had another big drop off before the next guy came off the bench, which was usually Pons. I mean, or or Jalen Johnson sometimes. I mean, you just didn't have a bench outside of Bowden or Fulkerson. And even even then, like, I mean, outside of them, there was just, like, no, Basically, no, what no scoring threat. What you're trying to say here is Kerry Blackshear is a big deal. Basically. Is that what we're trying to get to right That's now? Our, yes. Basically, you get Kerry Blackshear, this team has a chance for a national championship. As long as him and Josiah stay healthy, Lamonte and Bowden play up to expectations. This is a French championship team. An underdog story at best. And they're not even ranked right now. Kerry Blackshear might get us ranked. Yeah, I mean, if we get Blackshear, we're we're definitely going to be getting attention in like preseason top 25 polls and all that. which Like that matters. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But, but I mean, w- w- I think that Blackshear takes us to another level. Yeah, I'm just excited to get to it. Um, football season, obviously, we're going to have to go through it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not going to watch any games or I'm going to hate on this team. Definitely want this team to win as many games as possible. I really like Jeremy Pruitt. Um, I hope the football team gives me something to watch, you know. I hope the football team can give me something to to pull me away from basketball for just a few months. Give me something to want to watch, look forward to. Um but my expectations aren't very high, you know. I'm I'm fully expecting to be heartbroken five games into the season and understand this team is barely going to make a bold game, and uh, we'll just have to move back on to basketball. Uh, did you uh, see the poll I put on Twitter a couple uh, last week? Maybe it was been a few days ago. Uh, I asked the question: Would you rather, or would you be willing, uh, rather to take a loss another loss to Vanderbilt this season if it meant a win in the swamp at Florida um, against Gators definitely I don't even think it's close I literally despise the Florida Gators with everything in me um I'll do anything to beat them I would be fine if that was our only win of the season sometimes so pretty much as a Florida win way out Get the taste of a Vanderbilt loss out of your mouth this season. Absolutely. It has to. A fifth straight Vanderbilt loss. It it has to. Yeah. Who cares about Vanderbilt? I mean, I don't even care. I mean, since I've been alive, we've beaten Florida like three times. Yeah, about say two, two, three, four times. Not very many. I mean, early 2000s, we had a good run at them. Obviously, we beat them in 98. Uh, But, I mean, outside of 2016, we really were too young to experience Florida wins. The joy. So the passion. anytime you get a win against Florida, I think you trade the kitchen sink to get <laughs> to get that win. And I I mean I take a non lethal shot to the thigh, as most to, are saying on yeah, Twitter. To beat Florida. Yeah. So um, and Hunts, Yeah, I would too. I would I would lose to Vanderbilt probably two years in a row for one win against Florida this year. That might be pushing it. I don't know. Let us know if we're if we're crazy. Yeah. But Florida can go to hell. I mean, and that's a retweet right there. <laughs> but um, I think that's all we got for today. A little bit slow right now in the off season. It was a good time to talk NBA draft. Yeah. Well, um, couple of big time recruits, and uh, we appreciate a few questions we got from you guys. Um, 
like we said, check us out. Uh, capital C, capital S, capital V, C squared Vols on Twitter. Um, check it out. Uh, if you want to follow us, at Conrad Vols. Yep, Cody guys, Conrad, at Conrad Vols. You guys probably already know. Um, a lot of you guys don't know. The cameraman behind the infamous picture, at Tucker Cooper 15 Tucker Cooper on Twitter. Check us out. Give us a follow. Send us in your questions. You know, DM us topics, whatever you guys like. Uh, let's just try to fill this thing out. We want to put out content that you guys like and you want to listen to. And let's get this thing uh, get this thing rolling again. What do you say? Yeah. And I, I mean, this isn't meant to be taken too, you know, too seriously. Just casual. Um, you know, just trying to have a little... Just bar talk. Yeah. Just trying to have a little, uh, little fun. Just a couple, a little bit of dad speaking of barbecue yeah. type deal. So whatever you guys think, opinions on the podcast, you know, we'd love to hear it. Positive or negative, all publicity is good publicity. So, C squared, we out. It is August 1st, 2019. Uh, this is Cody Conrad here with Tucker Cooper. What's up? Uh, we're getting closer to football season. This is our football month. We play a football game later this month against Georgia State. Yep, they ain't uh, ready. Uh, so, this is going to be pretty much a football-only podcast um, we haven't recorded since right after the NBA draft. Um, uh, not really a whole lot to talk about uh, other than camp opens tomorrow. Um, Jeremy Pruitt had his uh, first press conference of the season today, and we didn't really learn anything from it other than uh, D'Angelo Gibbs is going to redshirt. Uh, we he said that they still don't know about Aubrey Solomon if he's going to be able to uh, if he's going to be eligible to play. Basically, just a lot of coach speak today. Um, yeah, you know, he just got there, talked about how hard the guys were, were really getting at it and, uh, in practice, and they were really focused um, on he setting goals. He doesn't want to tell the media anything. Which, Everything he says is cookie cutter, exactly what every computer simulated coach would be on any game. He just work hard, play hard, do good, strong, really fast. That's it. Yeah, which I like. I mean, you don't want the coach to be – um, he's there to coach football. Yeah, he's a football so, guy. Um, so we didn't really learn anything from the press conference today other than Gibbs redshirting. Um, but I last episode, uh, we talked football briefly. Um, talked expectations. I was pissed last episode that we talked about football at all. But uh, here we are, a month and a half later, um... I'm getting pretty excited for football. I'm actually kind of embarrassed how excited I am getting for football because uh, I don't want to look like an idiot again. I don't want to get my hopes up that we can win eight or even nine games this year. Ten games. With our schedule, the way it lines up. Um, but yeah, here I am getting excited for football. Um, you know, We might go five and seven again. Uh, we might win a couple we're not supposed to. You know, no one really knows what's going to happen this football season. Uh, that's one thing I think we can all can all can agree on is no one knows what this team is going to be this all, season. All I'm saying is, look, you start out four zero, you're in a hot spot right there. That we play Florida the fourth game, right? Yeah, I mean, all it takes you, is an upset against Florida to turn your season. We're due up for a win against Florida. We find a way. You go into a bye week before Georgia, right? No. No, is it after? Mm. There's like two random bye weeks in the season this year. Yeah, so there's a bye week. I I think you're right. I think it is after Georgia. So, all I'm saying, you get four zero, 
coming hot. Georgia beats you close. You're still feeling good. You win the other games you're supposed to. You get routed by Bama. But, I mean, if you keep winning those close ones, Jeremy Pruitt puts, puts it on, puts on a show. Georgia loses a couple. All I'm saying is 10-2, and two, an SEC championship. You okay, know, let's know, let's break it down know, this you know way. What I'm saying? Let's break it down this way. Let's start with guaranteed wins. Guaranteed wins. Georgia State, Chat, UTC, and UAB. Those are your three guaranteed wins. Now your three. Well, let's let's see who your toss ups are. Missouri. South Carolina. Missouri. South Carolina. Yo, are we calling Vanderbilt a toss up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanderbilt toss up. Kentucky. Kentucky toss up. Is it Mississippi State that we play this year? Yep, I think Mississippi State's a toss up. Gotta be. I mean, that's five toss ups right there. So that can, you that can be eight can. wins. It could be, you could be eight no, considering those, eight games right there, or you can be three and five, because. Uh, I mean, the three games that going into the season that you don't think you're going to win are Alabama, Florida, Florida Georgia. and Georgia. Did we say Missouri? Is that the one we're missing? No, Missouri was a, a toss-up. So, basically, in a toss-up... I get BYU. In a toss-up game, I think that is all coaching. So, if if we supposedly have one of the best coaching staffs in the country, if the game is close at the end... I feel confident pulling those out. If you only need to beat one of Florida, Georgia, or Alabama, and you're in the mix to win the East, I mean... So right in the middle of the season, I was looking at the schedule yesterday, you have Florida, Georgia, um, Mississippi State, Alabama, and then South Carolina. And I think if you go 0-5 in that stretch... Man, it's going to be really hard to call this season a success. Yeah. I you ha- I think you have to get one of those games. Losing to Will Muschamp again in Neyland, it's going to be hard for me, personally, to call this season a success. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter project that we go 0-5. I don't know who that was. But I saw him say that we were going to go 0-5 in that stretch, but finish 6-6. Six and six. And I was like... Man. Which is realistic. I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, yeah, it definitely happened. We just yeah. said they were 50-50 games, so... I mean, you never know, I but... Know- yeah, like no I'm, one really. I'm not gonna knows. be mad at Jeremy Pruitt if he goes six and six. Technically, that's an improvement, but I'll be definitely expecting a lot more growth in year three. Now, if he pulls out seven and five, eight and four, if he goes seven and five in this conference, I'm not gonna be upset at all, and I'm just gonna expect progression the next year. You know, one if we have to do this thing, where this takes five years and he wins one more game every year, he wins one more game than the last year. I'm not gonna be mad. He took over a terrible team, and he's showing progression. But if he does, like, this thing where he goes 6-6 six and six next year, and then he goes 6-6 six and six again, then he goes 7-5, and five, like, I'm not – we don't need to do that. We don't need to just keep bouncing back between 6 and 7 wins. Because right now, people already think Tennessee will never be back on top in football. Yeah. So, it needs to get turned around Respect quick. is earned is basically what you're saying, right? Yeah. And, not uh, given. We used to have a lot of respect, and uh, – don't really have any anymore. Um, yeah, the whole the whole five game stretch right there. Um, I think you have to get one. Obviously, you have to beat Vanderbilt. 
and I think you probably need to beat Kentucky. We need to get back to beating Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Uh, if Jeremy Pruitt pretty... wins the games he's supposed to win in BYU, and he beats Vanderbilt and Kentucky, nobody's going to be, like, mad. No one's really going to be upset with him at that point. What is that, six wins, if he does that? Yeah. Yeah. If you go 6-6 six and six and beat Vanderbilt, Kentucky, BYU, and then the three cupcakes, I'm not, I'm not mad. But I definitely am ready to see growth in year three. I think the worst thing that can happen uh, this season is that we lose to BYU. I think that if we lose to BYU, that wow. could really... Not, not that that's worst-case scenario, but I think it, I'm saying with a loss to BYU, I think that could really kind of set the tone, I guess, as cliche as that is, set the tone for the rest of the season. Because if you lose to BYU, that's going to put a lot of pressure on you to beat Florida. If you lose to Florida, then you're probably going to lose to Georgia, and then at that point you're two and three, and you're the guys looking got at nothing to play for at that point. Looking at Mississippi State, Alabama, and South Carolina down the stretch, and it just it, you could you could realistically be two and six with have to win your last four to get bowl eligible, which is a terrible it, situation. It, it feels like that's the way it's been here for for the last few years. Yeah. All right, guys, we're okay, we're okay. We've lost four straight. Now we just have to win our last four to yeah. get to a, a belt bowl in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, that's just – but with a win against BYU, I think you're 3-0, takes the pressure off the Florida game somewhat. I mean, it's still – you're still going down to Gainesville. As crazy as this sounds, the, the Florida game last year, I wasn't even like – it took me so long to be like, we're out of this game. Because for some reason with – the play call and the onside kicks, it just felt like, man, we're going for it. Like, Jeremy Pruitt was going for the throat versus Florida. He left everything out on the line. I love that. He he saved all of his trick plays, all of his everything. He saved all of that for Florida. So, at least he knows. Like, he knows yeah. you better beat Florida. <laughs> he, you better yeah. find a way to start beating Florida if you do that. If Jeremy Pruitt goes 5-7 and seven this year and beats Florida, I won't be mad at all. I love beating Florida. I'd rather lose the UAB. And beat Florida. So that sparks a question. Would you rather go, let's say, 6-6 six and six, and you beat Florida and lose to Vanderbilt, or you go 8-4 and four and beat Vanderbilt but lose to Florida? I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um... I think I'm gonna go with go six and six and beat Florida, cause it feels better to say, "Wow, we only won six games," and guess what, Florida, you are one of them. Like that would just feel good to be like, Florida, you talked all that mess, and a six and six Tennessee team that's rebuilding beat you. Yeah, uh, I mean, Florida wins fix can fix a season. Florida win gives us plenty of ammo for Vol Twitter. I mean, all if, off season. I mean, if 2016, if we had not come back and beat Florida, that season would have been. As as bad as it is now, it would have been that much worse without a win versus Florida. Cause the we nav, still the talk streak, about yeah. one catch. We, we talk about two plays that happened in back-to-back weeks still to this day because we haven't had anything to talk about since. Which is, <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I just want to have something to talk about. I want to be able to record a podcast and be so hype. I want to listen to voluntary reactions on Fox Sports and get to hear John Reed just celebrating all night long. Tired of hearing him and Russell Smith want to just commit suicide as they have to record that thing every single night after a tough loss. 
to a bad team. <laughs> what was the first SEC win that Voluntary Reaction got to see? Because that started in 2017, so they didn't see one then. It was Auburn, right? I think it was Auburn was their first SEC victory that they got to talk about. Gosh, man. That makes me sick. Oh, man, dude. We suck, bro. We are so bad at the game of football. And we, we were tied for ninth place. Um, and, like, I saw something on Twitter that was talking about best overall programs with football and basketball combined, and Tennessee was tied for ninth place. That's crazy. I mean, and it was based off win percentages. Was that the, the March Madness thing? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. I mean, the the fact that how bad we've been in football, and we haven't really been good in basketball except for the last two years, and somehow Tennessee was tied for ninth place on that poll. And... <laughs> but Notre Dame was also number one. Yeah, on list, you got so. Notre Dame number one. Uh, you got Western Kentucky tied for fourth. Utah, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Syracuse, Tennessee tied for ninth. Who's the last team on that list? It was somebody who wasn't very good. Uh, BYU was at sixteen. Yeah, exactly. BYU. That's that list was kind of fabricated. So you haven't been relevant since the Jimmer days. Yeah, they haven't been good at basketball or football in a long time. So I don't and, know what that list was really made of. So this is only showing to 16 teams, but, yeah, interesting list. And they left Auburn off of it, Yeah, that's, which I thought Auburn was at least top 16. You know what? I take back what I said about that poll because that poll was a lie. That yeah. poll was not real. UCLA, I mean, when's the last time their football program has been relevant? All right, never mind. Forget the poll, bro. Forget Texas. That. All right, you embarrassed me, bro. I get it. I I signed a poll that was not worthy of uh, any kind of had no. And how is how is Michigan State fourteen? I feel like right as of right now, at least Michigan State has one of the best. I mean, they went to the Final Four. Yeah, Michigan State is cold. So is Auburn. They beat. They were in the Final Four, right? They beat Duke. I think so. In March Madness. Cassius went crazy. Yeah, it was the Final Four. They lost to, a, or to Texas Tech. Tech. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and football, they just played for... Um, college football playoff the first year. They, they were in the college football playoff not too long ago. So, I mean, I think Michigan State should be higher on that list. All I'm saying is, forget the list. Tennessee's going 10-2. Sharpie. I mean, that's it. That's a fact. And we're beating Florida or Georgia. We'll never beat Alabama again until Nick Saban retires. And then five years after Nick Saban has been retired, then we might get lucky within that span, as long as Jeremy Pruitt or Kirby Smart don't go back to coach there. I'm still on board right now. Or Dabo. With 8-4. If you gun to my head, I think we're... If you put a gun to my head, I would say 7-5. But right now I'm going to say 8-4 with losses to... Alabama, I and I went so badly to say that you split Florida Georgia, <laughs> but I don't know how you do that. I don't think Florida's that much better than us. Fine, gun to my head. I don't know. I I mean, see, I I just it's so hard for me. I'm excited to see what happens more than anything this football season. Not excited like we're gonna be really good, but I'm just excited to see some some kind of improvement to see what how it unfolds. Gun in my head. I'm gonna be honest. Nine and three. Gun in my head. Nine and three. I'm a risk taker. I'ma hope that 
it was like some Russian roulette type stuff, and there, there I got lucky there wasn't a bullet in the chamber or something, but I would have to say 9-3. I need to see 9-3. Honestly, 9-3 might not be the move for Jeremy Pruitt, though. Because, I mean, he would have to just keep replicating that. That's tough. 9-3 or better. But I guess at some point, someone's got to get over the hump, don't they? Someone's got to start making it normal to go 9-3 and and 10-2 and at Tennessee. I mean, that's true. I mean, we we got to break through. We can't go the rest of our life and just be like, Alabama, Sharpie, loss. Uh, Georgia, Sharpie, loss. Florida, Sharpie, loss. 9-3. We're 9-3. We, and three. we can't three. turn into an 8-4 and four program. That a program that tops out at eight and four. Nine and three every year. Who's in nine and three, eight and four? Texas A and M. Texas A and M. We can't beat Texas A and M. Uh, Northwestern. Bro, we just cannot be that. Oh my gosh! Now I'm. Now I can't stop thinking about how the fact that we're really gonna turn into that. No, I don't think so. Hope. Hopefully, Papaw Heavy won't let it happen. Uh, so Jesse Simonton released the depth chart. For um, the preseason, and I'm looking that up right now. So, starting defensive end, uh, Matthew Butler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that getting you excited, Matthew Butler Jr. at defensive end? I'm gonna be honest. Don't don't crush me for this, guys. But I don't know who Matthew Butler Jr. is. <laughs> I have heard that <laughs> I have heard that name, but yeah, he's I in my science class at Pellissippi. I, I don't know. I've never heard it. I I could not. If you put up a lineup of Tennessee football players right now, <sighs> I, I don't. I don't think I'm picking out Matthew Butler Jr. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he's white. Oh man, see, I didn't think that he would be black. Matthew Butler Jr. Man, I just don't know. I don't know who that is at all. So, and I'll go ahead and say, we'll get to some questions. Uh, Smokey Vol wants to know if we are worried about the defensive line. Uh, uh, he said some are. Smokey Vol, there it is. And baby. some are not. <laughs> there it is. And I'm I'm looking at our defensive line depth chart right now. I wasn't worried until Smokey asked that question you looked it up. <laughs> and I don't know who the first guy starting is. Matthew Butler Jr. starting at defensive end. Okay, it'll get back uh, to going, right? Uh, nose tackle, you're going to have... Okay, come on. Emmett Gooden? Emmett Gooden. Okay, I know Emmett Gooden. Last chance uh, you. Starting Emmett Gooden, the last chance you guy. He had a good season last year. Um, I'm okay with Emmett Gooden. Okay. I uh, could definitely probably spot him out of a lineup. I think I could, yeah. Uh, defensive tackle, um, save, it says Savion, Savion Williams Jr. Oh, Savion Williams. Is that uh, your quarterback's worst nightmare? On the I third? think. I think that's the quarterback's okay, worst yeah. nightmare. Isn't he a, a transfer? I think Juco? so. He's a Juco guy. Uh, he's a junior. So, yeah, Juco. Uh, okay. right. uh, I I'm. I was reading that wrong. Uh, Math, Matthew Butler. His name is Matthew Butler. He is a junior. It's not Matthew Butler Jr. I'm an idiot. Oh, God. So, it's fine. just Matthew Butler. I didn't even notice that. Um, I still don't know him if he's anyway, Savian Williams or Daryl Middleton. I don't know. Don't know Darryl Middleton. I don't know anything about Daryl Middleton. Hey, good for you, Daryl Middleton. Work your way up that depth chart, baby. Uh, and then obviously on the other side, uh, left end, right end. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how to read this. Daryl Taylor. I know Daryl Taylor. Uh, yeah. I know Daryl Taylor. Okay, we're three for four. Yeah, I know so. three for four. Those are your starting defensive linemen. Uh, going down the list on backups, you're going to have John Mincy. 
Nope. Uh, Elijah Simmons, the junkyard dog. I think we all know who that is. Okay. Greg Emerson, freshman also. Roman Harrison, I've, I've freshman. Heard of Greg Emerson. Yep. So you're gonna have three freshmen as backups, and then uh, you go down the list to the third team, and you have Jaquane Blakely, Latrell Bumpus, Kingston Harris, redshirt freshman, and Jordan Allen, redshirt junior. All right, Smokey Ball. Yes, I'm worried about defensive line. <laughs> uh, Next, <laughs> the the fact that I don't know who Matthew Butler is. Uh, were really I, I mean I've seen these names before. Uh, I mean I don't even know chart list. these guys race. I mean much less than what they would look like. I I think I don't think Matthew Butler is white. I'm pretty sure he's he's a black man. I know that Savion Williams, Emmett Gooden, and Daryl Taylor are good. I don't think we've had a a white defensive lineman since Danny O'Brien got kicked off the team <laughs> for a. Uh, air quotes, concussion. But I also heard the other day that turns out he had a concussion that A&M game. It took him to the hospital. And then they were doing, like, testing, and they found out he had done cocaine before the game. And that's why he got kicked off the team. But Bush didn't want to tell the media that, so he told me it was due to a head injury. Yeah, so That's he... pretty crazy. That's why we can't have... That's why white people can't be defensive linemen. They have to do cocaine before the game. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't name any good white defensive linemen right now off the top of my head. I would really have to sit down and think about it. Oh, man, that is... I don't know a single one. I don't even know one in the NFL. Um. So we'll get to Austin Brown's question. He wants to know, um, how much better do you think JG will be with Chaney now running the offense? Um, all you guys need to know is that on NCAA 14, every single year, I implemented the air raid offense on my dynasty, and that's all I did. So, to say everything I want to say like this, Jim Chaney is about to throw Harrison Bailey's arm off when he gets here, and until then, I guess I'll have to make do with Jared Garantano. Big Jared Garantano hater right here. I'm going to be honest. Not excited for anything that he's about to do. I'm gonna support him, but he needs to know that all I'm doing is just looking over his shoulder, waiting on Harrison Bailey, because Jim Chaney is a real deal. If Jerry Garantano is no good this year with Jim Chaney as OC, it's not the OC anymore. It's not the offensive line. We can't blame it on that, because I think Jim Chaney can coach up offensive linemen too. So we're about to find out what JG's made of. I hope he proves me wrong. Dobbs did it. I look like an idiot. I was hating on Dobbs. I apologized. I was calling for Dormandy. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was embarrassing. So my take on quarterbacks isn't too good. <laughs> so JG, you're in a good spot. <laughs> you're on a you're on a good list right now. But I mean, I hope he does good. Very low expectations for him. So hopefully he does something impressive this year, and hopefully Cheney can push him to be better than what he has been. If you have no expectations, then he can't disappoint you, right? Exactly. That's how I feel about most years in Tennessee football. Except, uh, except this year they're going ten and two, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I I uh, haven't, you know, got off the Jerry Guantano bandwagon. I still think that if you give him time to throw, mm-hmm. which is a big if, uh, I think that he can find uh, Juwan Jennings or Callaway. I mean, just throw it up to him, 
and let them make a play. That's what happened against Auburn. That's how that's is how we beat Auburn. Is uh, Jared Guantanamo got enough time to throw? He had a clean enough pocket, and he would just go up, and the receivers would high point the football. Juwan Jennings, uh, Marquez Callaway, and even Josh Palmer are probably some of the best receivers in the SEC at just going up and making a catch in traffic and just high pointing the football and bringing it down. So I think um, we should see, and I think we should get see Jerry Guantanamo take that next step that everyone's been wanting so badly him to take. Uh, and just becoming a, a more uh, consistent passer. And the only thing is with him that I want to see, one goal I'll say that I want Jarek Guarantano to accomplish this season is to get out of the pocket to scramble more. Because I think that hurt him. He hurts himself more sometimes by just not moving ground. A dual threat four-star. Was he a four or five-star? Uh, I think he was a four star. And I think he was dual, wasn't he? I think so. And I mean, he never runs. Like he I never don't know. Runs. I don't get it. He looks like Justin Morley back there. Like I don't it's know. Crazy. I was looking for some. Lam- I thought I was gonna get Lamar Jackson. I got Justin Worley. I mean, he's fast. He's got like a four. Seven. Bro, you made that. Four oh, eight. No. <laughs> oh, I mean, shoot. look it up. Bro. I know it's fast. I know he's got we speed. Don't need to look it up, bro. He ain't gonna use it. I know he's got speed. He's just going to stand back there and dance around. All right, but what we got right here? CJE underscore 17 asks, thoughts on the newest commit? We are going to turn to our recruiting expert at Conrad Falls. What do you think about our newest commit? Uh, Carver Robinson, the offensive lineman. I'm assuming he is the freshest. Uh... Yeah, I'd, all I know is that he's a three-star. I hadn't heard of him until today. Um, <laughs> but He's really big. He is very big. His nickname is Big James. I'm all for... James. I'm all for uh, James. big offensive linemen. Big uh, James. Six, six foot four, 330 pounds. Uh, he's got some really nice offers. And he's eight. Um, How old is he, 17, 18 years old? Six four three three. He's twenty twenty, so that would make him seventeen. Oh, he's a, he's going into a senior year. Yeah. Oh my! Imagine being that big at seventeen, yeah. sixteen years old. Six foot four, three hundred thirty pounds. Jesus, uh, bro. Jesse Simonson says that SEC coaches believe that he has some of the heaviest hands among the twenty twenty offensive linemen. Oh wow, he has heavy hands. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we. Pruitt has been screaming, we need heavy hands. hands. Heavy hands. Guys. Heavy hands. Uh, but, I need to see some more heavy hands around here. Yeah, for offensive linemen, uh, six foot four, 330 pounds. Uh, give me those all day long. That's I don't care like some if he's. Arkansas, Wisconsin linemen right there. Some big old boys. I don't care if he's uh, a three star. Or two star. If you're six foot four, three hundred thirty pounds, please come and play offensive line for the University of Tennessee. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I don't care actually, if he's six four, three thirty, and plays wide receiver. You're coming here to play O line. He kind of looks like um, oh, junkyard dog. Yeah, he kind of looks like yeah, a junkyard dog. Too. What else we got here? His okay. Mom, yeah. At L. Trentham thirty three. Oh Levi. It's Levi, bro. I don't know how to say your 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 handle, bro. 
What are your thoughts on Derek Ansley and his play calling duties? Ooh, he's a dude. Um, can you? I wasn't paying attention. Can you read it again? Bro, read it again. Bro, staring at junkyard dog. Yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on picture. Derek Ansley and his play calling duties? Um, Derek Ansley, he's a dog. I'm a fan of giving Derek Ansley the play calling duties because I mean, not that Jeremy Pruitt couldn't handle it last year, but I think that he realized that. Oh God, being I think a head coach is a lot different than being just a DC. Yeah, I think that he. It's good that Pruitt is adapting, adjusting to becoming a head coach, and uh, maybe he realizes that you know he has bigger things to worry about than calling his own defensive plays. Uh, It's good that he's probably found the guy that he can trust. Implement a system and let the guy call plays. Um, Hopefully he doesn't. uh, Hopefully he lets Derek Ansley call his own plays and not like the Butch thing where it was. Butch, you know, over the shoulder of Mike DeBoard and um Mike DeBoard was just the And and Larry Scott. Was just the fall guy. Um hopefully he, he lets him pretty much take control uh completely of calling defensive plays. Obviously he's gonna have his own input, uh somewhat because he is the head coach, but I think that that's a I think that's a pretty good sign that he's giving Derek Ansley um the play calling duties. I I'm a fan of I'm a fan of that move. Let's get into our last question by at Soldier Boy Flow. All right, aka Jawan Dog Jennings. Not really a question, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on the recent. Is it Jared or is it Gerard Means? I I believe it's Gerard Means. Gerard Means hype and the LSU player who quote tweeted him and was sarcastic. All right, I'm going to be honest, Jawan Dog Jennings, I appreciate your follow on Twitter, but I have not seen this LSU Gerard Means tweeting back and forth thing. I have not seen it on my timeline. If you have it, send it to me or Cody or the podcast, whatever. Um, have you seen it? I'm assuming no. No, I don't. I I don't I have not seen that. I, I know who Jerry. I know who Gerard Means is, yeah, but I, I haven't I seen the, the the receiver is. But I have not seen the LSU player tweeting back and forth the sarcasm or anything like that. I tried looking it up earlier on Twitter. I could not find it. So, if you have it, send it to us, and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, do you have it? No, I'm just looking at Gerard Means. Um, Twitter we. We can't find it, but if you can send it to us, we'll definitely hit on it next podcast for sure. Um, but I do think Gerard Means will be good. <laughs> Side note, he uh, will probably be one of the guys that Jeremy Pruitt wants to come in and try and replace Juwan or Callaway next couple years. Hopefully, we get Rakeem Jarrett because that yeah, guy that's is the big dirty. That's the big name. He's the big fish in the pond. But, um... Uh, he asked what we thought of Gerard Means. No, he just want to hear our thoughts on Gerard Means' hype and the LSU player who quote-tweeted him. Um, on the Gerard Means' hype? I haven't heard a lot of hype near me. Uh, well, from what I've seen on Twitter, I've seen... I watched uh, his video. I don't remember who tweeted it the other day, but I was watching... Uh, he looked fast. I mean, you uh, 
he looks like he is six foot two, two hundred fourteen pounds, and he also runs eleven point six eight hundred meter, uh, dash, which is like Olympic speed. Uh, so and he has a four four forty. So I mean, any receiver that's north of six foot, uh, north of two hundred pounds, and can run like that, um, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that he's being hyped. He looks like. <laughs> He looks like the real deal. Also, we got another the state of Georgia too. So, uh, you know Anything what they say. Just kick Kirby in the balls. You know. You know what they say. The real Georgia boys are in Tennessee. So, um, but no, I think that uh, from what I've seen, the I'm buying into the hype. He looks like if he can learn how to run some routes, um, that he might be a he might be something really special here. He might be an NFL caliber receiver here. Wow. He was originally committed to North Carolina. Big praise from Conrad Balls. Um, and it's, uh, it says that, per Rocky Top Insider, says that he was committed to North Carolina, and when Larry Dor- Fedora was fired, he decommitted, and once Tennessee started throwing in more interest, he took a visit to Knoxville, and it looks like the rest is pretty much history. He fell in love with Knoxville. Because who doesn't? Who hasn't? Who doesn't live here? <laughs> uh, memes. I think that was, our last was that it? Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. That's it for B- today. Big Gerard Means guy right now. Yeah, Cody's best put him in Canton right now. Hall of Fame. Stick it there, bro. Better uh, Rice is what I just heard Cody say. Actually, we have one more question. Did we just get one? No, from Chandler. No, come on. From Chandler Cup. He wants to know. Specifically for Tucker, for those of you who don't know, Tucker missed out on basketball season tickets because he uh, bought a pair of shoes instead, um, instead of paying the $100 for the ball pass. Chandler wants to know, uh, how many games would you be willing to give up this year in football? Oh, bro, Chandler, you're an idiot. For a free pair of shoes of your choice. To all 30 to 45 people listening to this podcast right now, please go to at Cup Chandler and report his account for me so we can get that deleted, please and thank you. And I'm going to answer this question because I answer all questions that are tweeted into the podcast. So Chandler, you're going to get your answer, and the answer is going to be I would take the pair of shoes for the season because I would just request a very expensive pair of shoes, and then I would sell said so, shoes. So how many losses? You would take all 12 losses? I would take all 12 losses. So how could you live with yourself knowing that you're the reason that Tennessee lost 12 games? Bro, it's not like we're good, though. Like, no one on Vol Twitter... You just said we were going to win 10 games. Bro, but I'm just saying that. Like, we haven't been good in a long time. Like, I'll trade it for some shoes and make some cash off of that. I'll Venmo everyone who listens to our podcast 20 bucks after I sell the shoes. And I'll apologize to Vol Twitter. You wouldn't take one for the team. That's kind of embarrassing. Bro, I could make 20 G's off some shoes. All right. Uh, last thing. Um, let's see how many Atlanta Braves players you can name. <laughs> I'm going to set the over-under. Bro, the Braves, bro. I'm going to set the over-under at... Let me look at the roster first. Oh, man. Because I think you'll get a couple. Okay, I'm thinking right now. Yeah, I, can. I definitely know one. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to set the over-under at two and a half. Okay. Uh, Dansby Swanson. Okay. Ronald Acuna. Okay. Max Scherzer. Nope. Oh, okay. You're at two. Michael Conforto. No. <laughs> uh, uh, You're at two strikes. Okay, okay. You're missing a couple uh, big ones. Okay, for real though. Freddie Freeman? Yes. Oh, let's go! I thought you played for that other red team. Uh, See, there's another... Um, There's another one I was expecting you to get. Talked about a lot. I mean, there, there's, there's quite a few in here that rec- very recognizable names. But, Cano. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anymore, okay. bro. All right, it was Austin Riley was the one I thought you were gonna get. And Brian McCann, that's a big name. You got Austin Riley. Didn't he ask a question earlier? Josh, (laughs) Josh Donaldson, uh, Ozzy Albies. Nope, never heard of him. Um, Dallas Keuchel. Oh, I heard his name on the radio the other day. Shout to Fox Sports Knox. Uh, Charlie Culberson. Nah, dude, that sounds like somebody who works like the gas station. Uh, Tyler Flowers. Yeah. Uh, you did. You did beat the. You did beat the over. So congratulations. You got three. Let's go. What's my prize? Um, we'll give it out on the next podcast. Bro, can I open the next podcast now? Let me save. Uh, let me save up money for a week. Bro, come on. Just let me open the podcast up next week. Maybe. Ah. Oh. Uh, any closing thoughts, comments, concerns? No. Give us the follow on Twitter while you're there. Uh, Tyler Childers' album drops tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about that. At Tyler Cooper 15. I have been looking forward to that. Looking for some fame. Country Squire. Hit me up. All right. Um, C squared. We out.